This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is a regular OG episode of the Sharp Tongue Co- <laughs> Of the Sharp Tongue Podcast. <laughs> Where I basically am unloading my complaints and grievances for you. I go through all the things that stressed me out this week and my struggles this week and things that pissed me off, things that left me unsatisfied, annoyed, and a feeling of regret. That's what we go through in today's episode. And this episode will be available on YouTube. What? Yeah, we had a couple episodes available exclusively on Patreon. You guys bitched about that. So they're available on YouTube. I'm sorry. We will only put regular, we'll go back to our regular scheduled program on Patreon where it's just special content for you guys. You want to watch this episode, you go to youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. You want to join the Patreon page, a fan club, go to patreon.com slash Jesse May Peluso. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for all my OG fans there. And thank you for everybody who listens and tunes in. And please rate and review us. Let us know how you enjoy the podcast, who you'd like to hear me interview, and any suggestions you have, leave them right on the iTunes, Apple rate and review and without further ado i hope you guys enjoy this old school style episode of the sharp tongue podcast where i am just unloading all of my complaints and grievances with me you're listening to the sharp tongue podcast i'm your host jesse may peluso it's a personal look well it's not really a look because it's a podcast i'm already fucking this up this is kind of like a verbal comedy diary a deep look into the crevices of my mind it's gonna get dirty you might cry you probably laugh hopefully you'll laugh the whole point is for you to laugh but you also might cry i talk about my family i talk about farts Farts. i talk about love loss comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me hey everybody it's your girl jessie may and it's the end of the world as we know it. Doesn't it kind of feel like the end of the world? I know I have been going through an evolution of mood, we'll call it. Previously known as cuntopia. An evolution of mood has been a bubbling underneath the surface, kind of like the goo from Ghostbusters for me. We all know it's, it's nothing that is a secret on this podcast and... Thank you again for everybody listening and everybody who has been along on this sharp tongue journey from day one. And hey, if you're just tuning in, welcome. Appreciate you. I appreciate everybody. And I've been on a journey of an emotional mood shift. 
And I got to say today, I said, F it. I have a little bit of rosé. Gerard Bertrand. Cote Rose. I, I, there's no way I said that right. Cote, Cote, des, Cote des Roses. I found a teeny version of this bottle. This is rosé, and it's a delicious rosé. They don't sponsor the podcast, but I thoroughly enjoy this rosé. It's a glass bottle. That's the sound of the cork, per se, the glass cork. And there's a little rose, kind of like Cote de Rhone. It's a Cote de Rosé, and it's delicious. It must mean rose coat. That's what I'm going to guess. But I found a teeny version of this rosé at the... I'm just going to go ahead and pour this right into the glass because it's that kind of week already, and it's already Monday. I found a teeny version of this glass at the end of the aisle in Target. Now, for those of you who are well-versed Target shoppers, the end of the aisle means one thing and one thing only, sale. Someone put rosé on sale at Target, and I don't know if they were asleep at the wheel when that happened. I don't know if this is some sort of sorcery to get women to more women to shop at Target. I, I can't imagine there are any more women available to shop at Target. It is our holy grail of shopping. But needless to say, that's neither here nor there because the rosé was on sale at Target. Your girl found a small half bottle, a day drinker, as I like to call them, movie, uh, a, a movie partner, a half bottle of rosé. Tuck that right in the coat jacket pocket and uh, enjoy cocaine bear which we are going to get to cocaine bear before the end of this this episode this is a regular episode by the way no dr peluso no grief survival guide og rant because a couple fans emailed me and said they missed the the ranting days of sharp tongue so i'm bringing it to you i'm bringing it to you loud and proud with a glass of rosé like we used to do if i really was doing this like we used to do it would be with a blunt in hand but you know things change that's not to say I don't enjoy the blizzies. I'm doing it on my own time. So the rosé at the end of the aisle was a big shocker. Let me get I got to get a pen. Hold on. I need a pen. The rosé at the end of the aisle was a big shocker. Now, if you're watching this episode, you guys are probably like, what the F? The episodes were, were available on Patreon, exclusive for a couple weeks, not on YouTube, and now it's available on YouTube. People complained, so we had to put the episodes back on YouTube, so if you want to watch this, you can watch it on YouTube. I am in the kitchen studio still. The studio I'm building in my garage is still happening, and we're very close. A couple more details to finish, and I can't wait. But I don't know about you guys. If you are consumers of omens or believers in omens, I don't know if you're superstitious. I don't know where all my superstitious people are at. But I have a plant. I have many plants in my house. Let me preface with that. I have, as you can see, if you're watching, there are plants all around me. I love it. I love having things to take care of. And I do believe it scrubs the air and keeps the air clean. A lot of these plants are from my mom's house. A lot of them I've propagated from other people. A lot of them I propagated from Nancy, RIP. And the plants are growing. And I realize as you get older, you accumulate plants and pets. And I've done both. But I'm a good plant take care of. I, I, things tend to thrive in my care. And I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm only stating the, the facts. Except for one plant. And I hope it's not an omen. 
for the future. I am pulling the plant into frame. No, this is not a pot plant. This is my money plant. <laughs> God, I hope this is not an omen for what's to come because this is the saddest, saddest money plant that I have ever seen in my life. Now, this is what a money plant should look like. Okay? And this is what mine looks like. It is the saddest little plant that could it has no life if this were a money plant i would owe someone money if this were a money plant it, it, it would I, I would be in debt and men in puma jumpsuits would be at my door ready to beat me up because i haven't paid tony yet this is the saddest plant i have ever seen in my life it's the saddest plant i've ever owned and i i, I can't help every time i walk by it i'm like oh it'll grow it'll grow it takes time and let's be real, it does take time to grow in general, and it also takes time to grow wealth. So while it can be an omen, and it, mil it might be an omen, I refuse to believe, right? Our thoughts create our reality. I refuse to allow my thoughts to believe that this is my financial future. I think this is just a result of <laughs> shitty soil. But then again, if we're speaking theoretically and if we're we're taking this in a non-literary literary literal sense third time's a charm then this could be indicative of and an analogy for growing wealth and that you need to take care of your soil if you have shitty soil i.e shitty investments or a shitty approach to your wealth or um you know you're you're not educating yourself on your finances then it, it could be a really bad situation. So I walk by every day as a reminder that my green thumb isn't as green as I thought it was. And if I want to grow green, well, it's this harsh reality and a harsh truth telling me that money definitely doesn't grow on trees in my house. So maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it means money grows in real avenues of effort. So while it's not an RIP to my money plant, well, it might be an RIP to my money plan. I, see, I don't think it is. It's still green. It's still, it's got some viability. Let's just hope this is not an omen for my finances right now as they stand. Because I will, I will be under the 405 living that tent dog life quicker than anyone. And, you know, I might enjoy it. Let's be real. L.A., as I see it, I've been thinking about this. I have so many notes for this episode. Let's see if I can even get to all of them. LA, as it looks to the naked eye, I had this thought after I was recording the deuce today with uh, Tully. LA looks like Zombieland. LA looks like Zombieland. Because there's still, you know, famous people kind of milling about in their mansions, but everyone's avoiding everyone. And there's a huge, huge population of daywalkers out there, and they are growing. And they are emboldened. And I was walking my dog, Carlin and Bunny, last, uh, last week, I guess now, because it's Monday. Something I've kind of neglected to do since I've moved into this house and I have a yard. It's funny how your lifestyle changes your lifestyle. Where before, when I lived in um, an apartment, a third floor walk-up apartment, I had to walk up and down those stairs three times a day. I didn't have the luxury of opening the door and letting my dogs out. And I also think that made my mental health much 
better. Obviously, life events have happened. I've lost another parent. And the residual effects of COVID, I think, have settled in as a society, but also for us as individuals. I think that walking them three times a day and that struggle was beneficial for me. And so now that I have this yard, I'm not walking them as much. And that's my prerogative, but also I got to step up the game. So I've decided to take them back out on walks and not get lazy because you know what they say about comfort. It breeds contempt. And so it's important to maintain some level of struggle. Let's be real. We have to maintain some level of struggle in order to feel like we have a purpose, in order to feel challenged. It's just the way we are. It's human nature. And it's the same thing in relationships. Sometimes the struggle of a relationship can make it great. There's, there's value in the struggle. And I think when we get lazy, it gets really tricky. So I say all that to say I was out walking the dog and uh, the dogs, I should say. And I saw a street walker. And then I kind of realized why I didn't want to walk the dogs anymore. This woman was dressed like I used to dress going out to the club circa t- t- 2010. A lot of layers, big belt, little teeny skirt, and no shoes. Don't hate the player. It was the way we went out in, in, in 30 degree weather, by the way. No jacket. No jacket, no bra. We left with the bra. We came home without one. We were creatures of the streets. We were street creatures, and I realized that in my 20s, I spent looking like a homeless woman and was totally fine in my glory. Here I am. I have the audacity to be offended by this homeless woman walking down the street who resembled me in my 20s coming home at 3 a.m. from the club. How dare I? It's full circle. Full circle. Sure, this lady's off her rocker and speaking in satanic tongue, screaming at palm trees, but hey, every dog has its day. But I felt really confident in my choice to stay in the house all damn day. Because out in L.A., it's a reminder of the have and the have-nots. And I got to tell you, I know there's a lot of mental illness out there. There's a lot of reasons why people are homeless. And not to treat them like creatures, but a lot of them look like creatures. They've become more creature-esque and and less human-esque. And I think that's just a result of having to survive in the streets. You know, it's kind of like if you were to release a pig into the wild, they grow their tusks back. Well, that happens in some way, shape, and form for these homeless people. And I didn't feel too far from this woman. I didn't feel like I I couldn't become her, but I knew I didn't really want to see her. I didn't want to see her. My rent is too damn high to see that. So I'm going to stick in the house. Friendly reminder to not walk the dogs. But this place is is a freaking wasteland. And a lot of things have bothered me this week besides the homeless uh, zombie land picturesque <laughs> vista that has become LA. It all looks like zombie land out here. A lot of things have bothered me. My sister sent me something today that I brought up on the deuce, but I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up here. And I can't get into the details because my sister's life is not fodder for mine. It is, but it's not. My nephew has gotten into a little bit of trouble at school. Like they do. He's seven. He's a boy. That whole era is meant for trouble. And I think it's more important for them to get in trouble as kids because if you have a good parental structure and team, you can work with that and and hopefully provide some boundaries and, and 
consequences and as an adult at least they lived and lashed out as a child and they can be a part of society a functioning part of society a, a citizen that understands right from wrong and boundaries and all of that i think it's good for a boy to be challenging and i'll tell you what happened my sister sends me a screen grab of the email that her teacher sent her it's basically saying how elliot's a little bit troubled in school right now i think is totally normal apparently elliot um wrote a bad word on a piece of paper and wanted his table mates to read it and the word he wrote down on the piece of paper can only be described as fuck he wrote fuck on a piece of paper and told his table mates to read it now i gotta say <laughs> i gotta say it's creative I think it shows real leadership, creativity. I think it shows a desire to collaborate and an openness to, to criticism. And also a vulnerability, a level of vulnerability that Elliot felt comfortable enough to write a swear word down. And hey, sharing is caring. What happened to sharing is caring? How is this not a caring act of a seven-year-old? And also, all of us learned the word at some point in our life. Tully had a good point. That's, this is around the age when you start to learn these words. And let's be real. He comes from a Sicilian household. A few of those words are going to be tossed around the kitchen table. And it's, it's truly frustrating because the teacher said that Elliot needed discipline. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm not saying he doesn't need discipline, but I think that the, the bigger issue is that he needs more of a challenge. That's what I think needs to happen. I think he just needs more of a challenge. And yes, children need discipline. But I was just like Elliot. Reading this email, I felt, oh my God, my mom, my poor mom. She must have put up with so many messages and comments from the teachers regarding me. I was so difficult. And I, I was very similar to this, where I would act out. And also the, the email mentioned him acting out when a substitute teacher comes in. Hello? That's the job of a substitute teacher. You take shit. You take, you take it on the chin. You're there to be fucked with. You're not there to teach. Let's be honest. Most of the substitute teachers, when I was in school, po popped in a movie. It was party day. My mom was my substitute teacher once. She yelled at me for calling her mom. Who's the asshole now? She got the last laugh because she's dead. I can't call her mom now. And I couldn't call her mom then. And that's my fault. I'm a bad kid. I need discipline. I think it's up to the, to the, the adults to anticipate these behaviors. We have to anticipate these things happening. You, you're sh in shock that the substitute teacher comes in and... Oh, oh, the smart kid acts out. I have to be honest. And this is, I know people think this about their kids and about their nieces and nephews. Elliot is extremely smart. Elliot is so, 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 so smart. And children like that do two things. They challenge authority and they act out. And they require a certain level of consideration. And this is where I think our public school system, although I'm a product of it and, and I'm not here to talk shit about it, but I'm going to talk shit about it. It needs an overhaul. It needs some reinforcing. And I think the teachers need some extra education. And I feel like I, I, I want people to care more about the job they have. 
I want people to care more. And, and I don't want these teachers to put the whole onus on my sister. Not that they did. I believe they came to some sort of truth. But, and if there are any teachers out there, please send me messages and, and tell me your thoughts on this. I'd love to hear your opinion. I want to hear about the toughest kid you had in school and how you dealt with it. And, and, and dealing with parents. I would love to hear about this. Email me, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. I want to hear your opinion on this because I do think that it is a part responsibility of teachers to anticipate certain behaviors and to also recognize the, the, the kids who are a little bit more intelligent and intuitive than the rest of the class. Let's be honest, 95% of the class, they're not going to leave the town. They're going to they're gonna get pregnant or they're going to stick to a skilled job they're going to be a delivery person not that there's anything wrong with that we need all those people in society a small percentage of people reach for the fucking stars and my nephew i really believe will be one of them and because of that the kid needs he needs some more challenges how about when a when a substitute teacher comes in that they know that elliot's a little bit difficult because he's writing fuck on notes and passing them around in the class how about we do something to challenge him instead of him realizing he's got all this freedom because that's what he realized. Oh, the real boss isn't here. There's a pretend boss. I'm going to fuck around. Not only am I going to fuck around, I'm going to write fuck on a note and pass it around and see what the hell happens. That kid doesn't need to realize he has freedom. He should be distracted from the freedom. So to anticipate this happening to your class, why not instill a substitute teacher plan where there is some sort of, and maybe this already exists, some sort of challenge for the kids or a reward, maybe a challenge and a reward. Treat them like dogs. It seems to work. Positive reinforcement seems to work. We've seen the detriment to society when children are deprived of basic things like love and shelter and feeling safe. And the opposite is also true. When you challenge them and reward them in a positive way, they really can reach their potential. I am only the aunt and I, I, I could be wrong, and I may be way out of line. This is just my bird's eye view of the situation. Why not have some special situation or some special challenge for the students that is a, a, a reward and a challenge in one when a, when a student teacher or substitute teacher comes in? And by the way, by the way, not for nothing, Michelle Pfeiffer handled it fine. Been spending most of our lives living in a gangster's paradise. Michelle Pfeiffer flipped a chair backwards, sat down, and got right in Coolio's face and said, what the fuck? What the fuck? Let's go. The teacher should get right down on Elliot's level and write fuck back to him on a note and say, this is not okay. Don't you fucking write fuck on a, on a note, you little fucker. Give it back to him. That's probably terrible advice. But if Michelle Pfeiffer can handle it in an inner city school, so can this teacher handle it in a very affluent area in Syracuse, New York. Get creative. I feel like teachers, I feel like so many people in their area of expertise, whether it be a teacher, a nurse, doctors, you know, I've spoken about this with doctors doing the bare minimum. I'm so sick. I'm writing it down of people doing the bare minimum. It's and it's more prevalent now after whatever we just went through. And then you do the bare minimum and you expect the most. I, I want people who care. I want people to realize this life is so short. It's such a flash in the pan. Give a fuck about what you do. Put a little effort in it. And, 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 and drop the woe is me attitude. 
We all have struggles. Struggles, but believe me, if you don't have struggle, you're going to get real bored. Real fucking bored. Human beings are meant to struggle. They're meant to want to discover. They're meant to want to challenge. We got to, we have to just care a little bit more. So I just, I, I challenge this teacher just to care a little bit more. My sister's probably going to kill me, but I'm going to play this voice note she left. Yeah, I think there is some issues with the substitutes, probably. Um, the fact that he wrote the F word... <laughs> on a piece of paper doesn't make me happy. It's the F word and the fact that he's disrespectful. See, I disagree with her. I think he should be disrespectful a little bit. I think this whole, you've got to respect authority. Yes, authority does need to be respected. But somewhere along the line as adults, we challenge it because it's not always just. It's not always right. Because sometimes people take advantage of having authority. We've seen bouncers. That's a low level of authority. We've seen these dudes at the doors of cool clubs judging who can come in and who can't come in. Meanwhile, four years ago, they had halitosis and chimples in a bald spot. But now that they got a little bit of money and, you know, figured out their angles, they think they're hot shit because they can let someone in a club and deny other people. That's what's going on. So while kids need to be given boundaries and discipline and taught to respect authority, there's got to be some balance and also challenging everything. And that might be a crazy notion. Maybe that's something that needs to come after their youth. But children, I think, are so much more capable than we give them credit for. And I think that's part of the problem is that we raise our children so delicately. And, and we raise delicate children. And the reality is the world is not delicate. And we wonder why they fail and we wonder why they get in trouble and we wonder why they turn into assholes. Okay, we know everyone is different, especially when it comes to health needs and goals. That's why Care Of is here to make it easier than ever to stick to a vitamin routine personally tailored to your everyday wellness. You take a short, in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals for a personalized doctor-backed recommendation, taking the guesswork out of what supplements are best suited for you. I know I get so stressed out. What do I take? How often do I take it? And if I take too much of one thing, will it make something grow on my foot. There's so many infor there's so much information and, and so much bad information. Care of makes it super easy. Their daily vitamin packs are made of plant-based compostable film so you can stress less about your impact on the environment. I know we all have so much to consider. Am I burning a hole through the ozone? How much of my living is ruining the earth? Well, Care of takes care of that. And I have to say the quiz is super easy to take online and you get personalized you get these personalized packets and I have a protected address and I also have a pseudonym that I use for when I travel I will tell you guys the first name is Lou and so on all these packets it says hi Lou it's so it's like some 90 year old Italian man has all of these vitamins in my house. So what I didn't realize after I took the quiz and then had a personalized uh, packet of pills sent to my house, these supplements, uh, each of these packets have something else written on them, like something new for each day. You know, just add in a little extra, just a little bit extra. So this one says, hi, Lou. Um, happiness, today's quote, happiness in this world when it comes, comes incidentally. Nathan Hawthorne. 
happiness in this world when it comes comes incidentally i like that that's a nathan's a smart guy i probably should know who he is and i probably should have googled but this is spontaneous hi lou today's fact some experts believe the human eye can distinguish up to 10 million different colors well i i wish mine could distinguish between a a good guy and a bad guy i could have used that distinguish ability in my eye socket many times um hi lou we're here we're here for you if you have feedback or want to talk with our care team, let's get in touch. Text us I, a personal message. And this one says, hi, Lou. If a movie was made about your life, what would it be called? Uh, Hot Mess Pineapple Express would be my <laughs> movie about my life. <laughs> well, the process to take the quiz was super easy, and it takes the guesswork out of what supplements I should or shouldn't take. And you guys, for you, my listeners, you get a special code. You get 50% off your first care of order. That's right, five zero. Go to takecareof.com and enter code SHARP50. You go to takecareof.com and en- enter code SHARP50, S-H-A-R-P-5-0, to get 50% off your first order and feel taken care of. The one thing I hope for my nephew is he doesn't become an asshole. My niece already is. No, they're both great. They're both so fun and creative and interesting people. And it's fun to watch them grow and evolve. But when I hear stuff like this, it really infuriates me. And I also am like... This teacher sort of, you know, I was talking about putting the onus on my sister. No, it needs to be a collaboration. Like, how can we, the t- this is what I think the teacher teacher should say. And the teachers listening or people who are relatives of teachers, tell me what you think. I think the teacher should say, hey, we're having some trouble with Elliot and notes and swear words. Not the greatest, but not the worst. Manageable because this happens all the time. Let's be realistic. And as a teacher, I'm well equipped to handle this because I can anticipate these things because children are our future and I'm teaching them and and they are in my classroom and they're my responsibility for eight hours a day. What can we do together to give Elliot what he needs so that he doesn't act out? I don't think the answer is discipline. Maybe I'm wrong. I think the answer is a more challenging approach to to his education. And I think that's what we need. I think we need, and, and maybe that's why people send their kids to private schools because more money equals a better education. And, and I'm not saying it shouldn't. There lies the, the struggle of it all. And, and amazing people have accomplished incredible lives on very little education, very little standard education. So there's got to be something to all of this. And I hope my nephew doesn't go down the seven words you can't say on television lineup of swear words and continues to pass them around the classroom because that'll just make it difficult for my sister. But I had to bring this up because I felt proud. <laughs> I honestly felt a little proud. Not that I brought the F word into the household. Let's be real. The F- I, came, I came factory. The F word was factory installed with my model because of Joe Peluso and because of Joe Peluso's father. My mother was not the swear and crass human. My father was. It's his fault. But, you know, Elliot grew up in a house where people swear. We're Sicilian. It's our language. Sometimes we're loud and we swear. I, I can't stand the whole cheesy. It's, I'm not aggressive. I'm passionate. It, no, you're also aggressive. But you're also Sicilian. And, and we can't use all these things as an excuse. And not everything needs an explanation. But I will say there is an explanation for Elliot coming from a Sicilian family that swears and a loud one. 
There's also frustration that my sister had with her little dog. She had a little dog that would crap on the carpet. Her and her and her husband would have to pick up the poop all the time. And Emily's pregnant with Elliot, and then Elliot's born, and this dog's still crapping on the park on the carpet. And Emily and Steve would take turns walking in it, stepping in it. And you do it, you do any time that happens. You're like, fucking dog. So Emily and Steve would say fucking dog all the time because they're stepping in the poop. And it's frustrating. Nobody wants to stop stepping a steaming pile in your own house. It's, it's, it's absurd. And so what is Elliot's first swear word? When he walks in the carpet one day and sees a piece of poop, he says fucking dog. And he was like two and a half. That's when I knew he was going to be my damn hero. It was that moment that created the fuck on the note. And it won't be detrimental. He'll learn, but I just think he needs a little bit more challenge than he needs discipline. Tell me what you think. Jesse May Peluso Comedy at Gmail. That's one of the things that bothered me this week besides LA as a zombie land, waste, waste, wasteland, wasteland. Uh, I was at the farmer's market this past weekend. I go to the Mar Vista farmer's market. If any uh, fans are looking to stalk me, please don't. I don't welcome that, but I just blew up my spot. Great farmer's market here in, in Los Angeles. And on the subject of moms, why is there this mentality that just because you have a kid in a carriage that you get the right away? What is it about parenthood and motherhood that arms people with entitlement? Is that to say that breeders are the only ones who get special treatment? Is it because you have a protective mindset now because you have stepped into becoming a parent and you have this natural need to protect your child? Well, if that's the case, why are you leading with the kid? Why is the kid in the front? I'm reminded of a movie with Maggie Gyllenhaal when someone gifts her a carriage and she says, I love my kid. Why would I want to push him away from me? Why would you want to push your kid away from you? The kid should be on your back. Native Americans had it right with the papoose. Strap them into a nice sweet leather satchel on your back. Keep them in there nice and tight and have your hands free to grab zucchinis and celeries. Don't jam my ankles with your carriage. I was standing in line to get the arepas. The arepas at the Mar Vista market are what I go there for on Sundays and I end up spending $150 on baguettes and donuts. No lie and coconut milk. From my lips to God's ears, it's the most fucking expensive place ever. But I go for these arepas. And if you don't close the gap on the person in front of you enough at a market or any place where you're outside and there's a lot of tr foot traffic, people like to scooch in. You let one person in, it's like, you know, the earth creating a new stream. It just keeps running and flowing. So I, I, do something that I can't stand. I stand right on the heels of the person in front of me, not literally, but pretty literally just to close that gap. Now, my fault for taking a little psilocybin before the farmer's market, not my fault, but my fault because it makes me fun and it makes me loving and, and, and open and whatever. And so I'm open and I leave the line open a little extra and I'm there. And this 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 demon comes through. I just see the carriage and the guy just kind of flashes eyes at me like demon eyes like I did something wrong he's like excuse me and what what so what about having a kid makes you able to be a dick to me why why is it do you assume that you have the right away is my question so to all the parents out there 
Send me what you think. Jesse May Peluso comedy at Gmail. I want I'm starting all the fights this week is what's happening. I want people to to challenge me and, and tell me where I'm wrong. I want to learn. Why do you think that you can run me over with your fucking carriage? Get at me, bro. And I got to say, there's a special type of parent in, in Los Angeles. It's definitely one that creates assholes. Um, because every, everyone's mentality out here, is, it's, it's kooky. It is kooky town, for sure. But I heard at the farmer's market, I may have told you this. I apologize if I'm repeating myself. I have 37 podcasts, so I, I don't know what I say where, but I think I, I do a pretty good job of not overlapping too much, or at least acknowledging like today that I spoke about this on the deuce. I overheard at the farmer's market, Dashel, don't put that in your mouth. You're going to choke. Dashel? I'm sorry. Did you say Dashel? I don't seem to remember that reindeer. I don't seem to remember that. Is that the eighth dwarf from Sleeping Beauty? Who the, who is Dashel? And with a name like that, I hope he chokes. Hope it chokes. I don't want, I don't wish anything ill on children. I love children, but Dashel, Dashel can definitely choke on something. The, 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 the name is, is, God, it sends a river of fury through me. Dashel, don't eat that. You're going to choke. Let him choke. Let Dashel choke. I almost screamed that out. I'm glad I didn't, but I definitely almost screamed, let Dashel choke. And I might need to make... Do I need to make a bumper sticker? I wish this thing could catch on. Can we make this catch fire? Can we hashtag let Dashel choke on Twitter? If you guys have listened to this episode, let's get this thing going. Hashtag let Dashel choke and spell it how you think it should be spelled. Spell it how you think it should be spelled. Go ahead. I'd love to see your interpretation of Dashel. And maybe even send me a picture of what you think Dashel looked like. Just imagine what Dashel's wearing. I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. Everything he's wearing is hemp. Handmade by his mom. He's in a fucking potato sack. And he's in, his his socks are made of hummus because these people act like they're going to do anything to save the earth. Meanwhile, they drive $75,000 vehicles and, you know, order Uber Eats every night. Everyone's a walking hypocrite in this town. What happened to me? <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's just, I want to talk about what's bothering me this week. The other thing, uh, the other thing that happened, <laughs> and this is something that might come to a shock to some of you because I am a dog mom. You know, I love my dogs. I have three of them. It's a lot. Was it my choice? No. I didn't choose a dog life. The dog life chose me. Bunny was meant for my father. He didn't want her. I am stuck with her. And I love her. She's a great dog. My dogs are all relatively amazing, to be honest. They're challenging in their own ways and they all have their own personality. And they honestly, they add a lot to my life. And I do need to start walking them because they look at me every time I come home like I am neglectful. And I'm being neglectful by not walking them. Dogs deserve a walk. They deserve new smells. Chaplin is completely useless Bunny's a bitch and Carlin's a, a bull in a china shop. They all have their personalities. They all serve a purpose. And like my gay friend Justin Martindale said about Chaplin, he's useless. He's pointless, actually. He said, oh, Chaplin, you're so pointless. So maybe Chaplin doesn't serve a purpose. All that being said, I have a huge pet peeve. 
I think we need to address it. I think it's one of the biggest problems in society and it needs to be stopped because it is a fucking pandemic. And that is people who bring their dogs to the fucking grocery store. Why is your dog in aisle nine? Why is your dog sniffing the produce? Are you blind? The only reason your dog should be with you in the store is if you're blind or disabled. And even then I have kind of a problem. I feel like you deserve a service to some, for someone to shop for you. Not that you're incapable, but I just don't want a dog in the fucking grocery store. I don't see the point. It, 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 it's bad enough they're at the farmer's market. Unless the dog is trained to carry a, a, a bushel of, of radishes on its back. And, and it has like little side pockets for the, you know, the homemade vegan pies and, 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 and the figs that the guy's selling. There's a fig guy who just sells figs. Can you imagine just figs, nothing else? Unless your dog is trained to carry things from the farmer's market, should not be at the farmer's market. And it sure as hell shouldn't be at the grocery store. This is not a place for animals. You're grocery shopping. Why are you bringing your dog? What purpose is that serving? You need emotional support in, in, in the frozen food aisle? Because being cold reminds you of, of being alone as a child because your parents were gone? Well, I got news for you, buddy. Emotional support pets have been debunked can't fly with them anymore i flew with mine for 15 fucking years that 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 life is over we lost that in covid that was a covid casualty you don't get to have a emotional support pet at at ralph's it's infuriating it really infuriates me and i love my dogs i really do but i would feel like such an asshole walking down the aisle like the cereal aisle with carlin he for sure would take out all of the cereals he for sure would take him out. He probably would find something on the floor, eat it. And, and like all dogs do when you take him out, you think that they pooped and peed enough. No, he's going to probably take a dump right in the middle of the aisle. And that's happened. That's happened with people and their dogs. So we need to stop it. And you know the types of people who bring their dogs into grocery stores are the types of people who name their kids Dashiell. Come at me. Come at me. Tell me if I'm wrong. Hit me up in the, hit me up in the comments. Come at me in the comments. Let me know what you think. <laughs> These are all the things that bothered me this week. And I was so excited to tell you guys. I, I have one last thing I wanted to talk about before we get into Cocaine Bear. And I let you guys go about your merry way. I realized today at a city Target, well, not today, but this week at a city Target, that there are way too many options. And the one item that is indicative of that issue is an item that I myself enjoy. It is one of my favorite junk foods. It's a food that I think of fondly when I think of it. And if it's available, I might snack on it. And I will feel a little guilty, but I love it. It's an OG snack. It's a snack that has provided a lot of comfort. And it's also a snack that's available in a lot of green rooms and a lot of craft services tables. That snack is Cheez-Its. Our Cheez-Its is Cheez-Its. Now, Cheez-Its... Traditionally, it was just Cheez-Its. Just one option. You get Cheez-Its. That's it. There were no flavors. You know what the flavor was? Cheez-It. What's the flavor? Cheese. Other types of cheeses? No, fuck you. It's just one cheese. This isn't a charcuterie board. You're getting one cheese and that's it. That's probably why they called it Cheez-Its. And now, now because it's not good enough for you fuckers. It's not good enough. Where's white cheddar? We need white cheddar. Why do you need white cheddar? Excuse me. Why do you need white cheddar? First of all, the white white cheddars are terrible. It's a terrible flavor. 
and they have extra toasty. They got extra big Cheez-Its and extra extra thin Cheez-Its. They got air crisps. They got deep fried Cheez-Its. I think they've got hot and spicy Cheez-Its. This thing has turned into the bubblegum shrimp of products. There's too many options. And I got option paralysis. I got option Cheez-It paralysis. And you know what I ended up going with? The OG flavor, the only one, the one, the only, the Cheez-It. And let's be real. There's nothing like the original ever. You can have all the carbon copies you want. Take them and shove them up up your ass. I'm a Cheez-It girl. I'm an OG Cheez-It girl through and through. Come at me. Come at me in the comments below and tell me I'm wrong. You're going to go for a for a for a friggin white cheddar cheese it. What are you from Arkansas? Why are you eating that? It's so gross. And I don't even like regular white cheddar just as it is the block. Fuck it. I'm leaving it alone. It's going to catch mold or grow mold. I don't know if you can catch mold. You can catch mold if it's airborne. The pores will get right into your lungs and cause a problem. White cheddar Cheez-Its, let's see. Let's see, all the, let's see all the options of Cheez-Its. But just before we get into the cocaine bear of it all, which is the last thing I'll bitch about this week because I, I, this week has been a f- real challenging week for me, cr- uh, professionally speaking. I will say I am about to close on my book deal. I am embarking on my horror movie that's moving forward. And nothing's done until it's done. I realize that. I've had my heart broken many times in this industry. But I, when I'm in, I'm in. And I give it my all. And so I do it as it's done. And so it is. That's how I look at life. It's mine and it's done. It's already done. And I continue on the projects like they're done. Like they've been actualized. I, I, like I've said before, manifestation is just realization. So I realized that they're already done. And so I work hard. And a lot of things that you work on in this industry end up not coming to fruition but that's life that's life most of what you embark on in the in the entertainment industry I can only speak for that it's a bunch of failures in rejection but I am excited and I have had very challenging days with my career so maybe that's is why I just feel like I need to vent with you guys okay look at all these flavors are you freaking kidding me Pick two Cheez-Its cracker boxes. There's Buffalo Wing. There's Dews. There's Grooves. There's Snack Mix and more. There's Duo. Duo 2. Cheez-Its Grooves. I feel like I said that already. Uh, There's Pickle. There's White Cheddar. There's Big. There's Cheesier. Cheesier Cheez-Its. What's cheesier than cheese? I'm I'm furious. I'm seriously furious. There's provolone Cheez-Its. I'm fucking done. There's provolone Cheez-Its. Provolone belongs on one thing, a meatball sandwich. And anywhere else you can fuck off is what I got to say. Anywhere else you put a provolone. There's pizza Cheez-Its. There's hot and spicy Cheez-Its. Need I say more? We have too many options. And this is why we are unsatisfied. This is why many people are depressed. This is why many people feel like they've lost a sense of purpose. We have option paralysis. We're experiencing it in the cheese it aisle and we're experiencing it in our dating lives. Too many options. What happens when you have too many options? You don't make one. But always pick the classic. 
Classic girl, classic cheese. That's the way to a happy life. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm just really let down by a lot of you. <laughs> the last thing I want to bitch about, and then I'll let you have your day, your night, go back to work. I don't know if you're at work listening to me. Hi, I hope work isn't too bad. I hope your boss isn't too much of an asshole. Hopefully you're working on something to be your own boss. And if you're, you are your own boss, hey, thanks for listening to me as well. I hope you treat your employees well. I hope you challenge them. I know you got to discipline them, but I hope you also provide them with some challenges and reward them. And if you're a student, keep going. Thanks for having me in your ear while you're studying. And if you're a mom cleaning the house, you're going to have to clean the toothpaste off the mirror every night of your life if you're married to a man. That's just something my mother taught me. She goes, I don't know what he does with it. I think he goes in there and conducts an orchestra with his goddamn toothbrush loaded up with toothpaste. It's on the ceiling. It's on the shower door. I think he puts his toothbrush in a spin cycle. So however you're listening to me, I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening to me, bitch and moan. The last thing I will bitch and moan about was something that really broke my heart this past week. Something I was really looking forward to seeing. <sighs> Cocaine bear. I can't even begin to tell you what a wholehearted failure Cocaine bear was. Now, if you know me, you know that I love movies like this. Wild, raucous, just completely... Uh, in your face and a type of movie that doesn't apologize unapologetic wild ride love those movies and i feel like i just was thinking you know this movie looks dumb but the right type of dumb that i need right now because this week has been a week it's been a week of letdowns and challenges and rejection and, and having to overcome and circumvent a lot of bullshit in my professional life i just wanted to relax take an edible and go see cocaine bear well it really just uh, proved to me that even the bad shit is bad. Even the shit that should be good, bad is bad, bad. And I don't know where to go from here. And I don't want to deter anyone from seeing it. Live your life. I was on an edible and it still was bad. You know how bad it, you have to be to ruin an edible? I mean, sometimes the edible takes care of that itself, but that has to do with the microdose or the, the dosage and where you're at. But if you're on a in a good space and you take a good edible, man, it could be the, it takes a lot to ruin that. Here's a movie that had Ray Liotta and I got to, I got to look up this actor's name who I've seen him in multiple things. And I just think he's fantastic. He, um, he was in, I'm, I'm just going to Google him. Let's see. Cocaine bear cast. It, it, Burt cast. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, and it, look, I love Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks who directed this and produced it. I'll, I'll read you the, the cast. Pretty decent cast. Carrie Russell, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who's from Modern Family, O'Shea Jackson, uh, Ray Liotta. We also have Margot Martindale, who's been in everything. Um, we have, oh, so this guy, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Fantastic actor. You've seen him. Let's see where his IMDb. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in known for he was in your honor he was the i think the mayor in your honor he was in the show atlanta um he was in let's see what else we might know i care a lot which is a great movie if you haven't watched that on netflix definitely recommend that i care a lot the lost husband such a cheesy movie <gasps> 
with with um oh god he's so hot fergie's ex-husband uh josh josh dumal duhal 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 uh so he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff and he's he's been working the man's been working he is so such a great actor the best part about the movie was the concept and isaiah whitlock jr and they really left a lot on the table i'm not gonna this isn't gonna be a spoiler alert but what i will say is i was disappointed and you guys know how much i love horror movies you know how much i love horror movies and you know how much i i how many concessions I give to movies because they're difficult to make to even have a movie made sold in in this climate in this industry right now is is just nearly impossible so the fact that she was able to pull off this concept is insane but it to me feels like a result of great marketing and not a lot of execution I feel like they had a great concept they had Ray Liotta they had Isaiah Whitlock Jr. and they focused on everything fucking else but that they had three things to make this movie work Ray Liotta not to mention well, that's the three things, Ray Liotta, Isaiah Whitlock, and in the concept of a bear high on cocaine, which was based on a true story. All you need is a great script, some good character development to make that a fucking home run. Not to freaking mention, it was Ray Liotta's last film. Ay, ay, ay. I should have become a veterinarian. I keep saying that. So after this week, I have come to the conclusion that I'm going to start an Etsy page and retire. <laughs> from the industry i've come close to really throwing in the flag multiple times and cocaine bear, cocaine bear was the cherry on the failed top of my week and go see it you guys tell me what you think send me an email jessamebluesocomedygmail.com let me know what you think of fucking cocaine bear and i i bitched to let you guys know that we all have this we all have these struggles we all have Situations that seem impossible and places where you feel helpless and, and places where you feel like you failed and where you really got taken advantage of. All these emotions I've had and, and I really just felt let down by Cocaine Bear. Maybe it had too much pressure on it going into it. Maybe it would have been greater if I had a better week. I would love to know what you guys think, but I would like Elliot to write a note to Cocaine Bear is all I got to say. He can just send one word to Cocaine Bear. He can pick any word he wants, and I will deliver the message. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope it was better than mine, and I hope you have a great week coming up. Please rate and review the podcast. I love you so much. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.